0: The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dudes and dudettes, this is the Federal Football Report right here on Federal News Network, also available on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, wherever you get your fine, fine entertainment programs. I'm Kevin Stanfield, and I'm flying the plane solo today. We've had some technical, well, not really technical. I mean, we got the technology. You know, we're like the $6 million man. But Claude Jennings, the co-host of this fine program, just has some scheduling conflicts, you know, Claude is very much in demand. He is Mr. Media in Washington D.C. and the surrounding area. I don't like the term DMV, by the way. Yeah, so we just figured why wait, and we're able to bring to you this installment. There's a lot of things happening in the in the world of the uh, Washington football team. We're gonna get to those, and we're also, by popular demand, gonna get to some of our world-renowned movie reviews. Now, it's been it's been a little while. And, uh, you know, some of you who ha- are not familiar with the, the um, history of such, um, I was scheduled to become the movie reviewer for the Tony Kornheiser show back in the day, but there was a problem getting my credentials, so the first few appearances, I had to actually critique the movies without having seen them. That became quite popular, right? So we try our best to bring you accurate movie reviews from the ones we've seen, but from the fans of of the uh, routine, we also will bring you some that we haven't seen. Coming up on the review portion will be F9 and Boss Baby. One of those I've seen, the other one I've had not, but we're going to review them both for you anyway. But let's start off here with the uh, Washington football team. There's been some uh, developments this week in terms of uh, the structure and organization of the team. Now, you know, they say timing is everything, and this all could be a coincidence, but earlier in the week, The owner and CEO of the team, Dan Snyder, announced that he will be relinquishing some of his duties as the CEO of the team to his wife, Tanya, or Tanya, however you pronounce it. I've never met the lady, so I don't know what she would prefer. While this is going on, he is going to focus on the new stadium deal, which is negotiating with uh, all the jurisdictions in the area. And uh, that was met with mixed reviews. You know, we, we all are aware of the changing culture out there at Burgundy and Gold Park and and the desire to right some past wrongs. Uh, we know this from the fact that uh, the hire of our good friend Julie Donaldson was a tremendous step in the right direction. And uh, Jason Wright, the, the the coaching regime changed uh, with Ron Rivera. All these things indicate a change of the culture. So change in this case is good. So we were hoping that this move with um, Mrs. Snyder taking on uh, the CEO responsibilities, uh, day-to-day CEOing of the, of the Burgundy and Gold might be a continuation of this change of culture. I personally don't know what a CEO does. If anybody knows what a CEO actually does, you can hit me up on at Stanfield Kevin, that's my Twitter handle, or at Claude J Radio, that's Claude's Twitter handle, and just inform us of the day-to-day activities of a CEO. What does a CEO do when the CEO is CEO-ing? We're dealing with the NFL, so one of the CEO's responsibilities will be to count the billions of dollars these franchises make. And so this happened earlier in the week. So uh, we're excited about that with the possibilities of uh, actually talking with uh, Mrs. Snyder and uh, seeing what she envisions uh, as the future of this franchise. Also this week, the NFL came down with the result of the NFL investigation as to the sexual harassment claims by, I believe it was 20, was it 20? or No, actually it was 40. 40 current and former employees of the Washington football team uh, amidst claims of rampant sexual misconduct. And the league and the team got together and it was agreed. The team hired Beth Wilkinson to conduct an internal investigation. Now, I, I don't recall if this was in conjunction with a league investigation, but for all Everything I remember, Beth Wilkerson worked for the Washington football team. So the results of this investigation were presented to Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner. And he came out this week with the conclusion that the Washington football team had committed these infractions. The penalty would be a $10 million fine. And it seems like that's about it. Dan Snyder agreed to voluntarily step down and relinquish some of his duties, but it's on a, a voluntary basis, so he can unvolunteer next week. It's it's, it's really a bizarre situation. Uh, the, the the results of the investigation will not be made public. So basically, it was an oral presentation by Beth Wilkerson to the con- the commissioner, and the commissioner decided he was going to give the team this 10 million dollar slap on the wrist. You know this team is worth like 10 billion dollars or something. 10 million is like parking money for this franchise. So really it was an acknowledgment that wrongs were done. We don't know how this will uh, affect any future actions against the team, but pretty much it's over. It's over. This is an end of uh, an organization that policed itself. It didn't commit any federal crimes, crimes against society, perhaps, but there was no indication of any criminal wrongdoing. But it just got to leave a a bad taste in your mouth. Uh, You know, yes, we're looking forward. Things are changing. The word that I'm so tired of, new culture, is is in place now. But pretty much everything that happened is is going to be without consequence. So we got to stay tuned here to see how uh, the fact that Tanya Snyder is uh, front and and center now with this organization, how this changes the way this team is perceived around the league. Uh, Here's the part that I found kind of amusing. They said that Daniel Snyder is going to focus on getting a stadium deal. And we all know the political ramifications of that. He's got a glad hand. He's got to smooth with some people. He's got to play politics, probably make some campaign donations. But here's the thing. If Dan Snyder had the political clout to pull off a stadium deal, we'd have a stadium deal in place already. As far as that part of it goes, nothing is going to change. If it was me and my billions and my franchise, I'd get Tanya Snyder out there working on the deal. See, if she could work with Muriel Bowser, put a stadium in D.C., Call it Black Lives Matter Stadium. That's my suggestion, but, you know, who listens to me? Anyway, I'd I'd love to have Claude here so we can uh, go back and forth on this a little bit. But, alas, Claude has better things to do right now. But, all right, enough about the nonsense. Let's get to the important stuff, and that is the Federal Football Report movie review segment. Let's start out with the Boss Baby 2, or Boss Baby Family Business. This is a follow-up, of course, to the fabulous, fabulous Boss Baby starring... Alec Baldwin as the baby. And I don't know if you know about the story, but this is the story of the family of uh, Tim Templeton. Tim was a happy seven-year-old only child until the parents brought home the baby, the baby uh, voiced by Alec Baldwin. And the baby, the baby wasn't just a baby, he was a baby CEO, kind of like what they do have in Ashburn. But here's the deal, Boss Baby gives you an inside look at what happens in the world of baby business. Now, fast forward to the future. Tim Templeton is an adult. He's a stay-at-home dad. His wife is a successful businesswoman. They have two daughters, uh, Tabitha and Tina, and uh, baby is growing up. And of course, he's a CEO. He's a, a successful CEO, traveling the world, doing what successful CEOs and Dan Snyder uh, do. But it turns out that Tabitha is not just your average baby. Tabitha is also a boss baby. Tabitha is voiced by Ariana Greenblatt, an up-and-comer in the industry. You might recognize her as the young Gamora in Infinity Wars, where Thanos went and killed the green chick's whole planet and then adopted his daughter Gamora. Arianna Greenblatt was the young Gamora. Now, I would go into the details of how uh, the babies use uh, the magic pacifiers to see the world of the boss babies, and what a good job Jeff Goldblum does is voicing the the, the the character of the bad guy, Dr. Armstrong, who is in charge of the young and gifted babies. A real quick synopsis is this animated film for adults, it shows us that perhaps we're pushing our kids a little bit too hard, especially in this age of technology. We want our kids to to be the best and the brightest, but by doing this, Are we removing the most precious thing from our kids, which is their childhood? Now, let me tell you, I, as a world-renowned movie reviewer, uh, owe it to the public to give the best impression of the movies I actually have seen. But to do this, to give this review justice, I had to bring in the the target audience, which was my four-year-old granddaughter. And let me tell you, If she is a good uh, representation of the target market, DreamWorks has a hit on the hands because, ladies and gentlemen, this young lady sat there from the opening credit till the very end, and she was just thrilled. She was enthralled. And if you're wondering if the film might be a little bit too complicated for the younger kids, don't don't worry. She loved the first Boss Baby movie and she was excited for the sequel, which I found amusing. But she could tell she related to the characters. I was observing her and 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 she knew who the good guys were. She knew who the bad guys were. She was rooting for the good guys. She was excited. She felt bad when they felt bad. And that's what this is supposed to be all about. This is supposed to be a movie for kids. Sometimes, like, let me give you example the shrek movies those were animated movies but those were pretty much for adults i mean it had the fact that they were cartoons and the characters did silly things that that was for the kids but the kids don't get the 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 jokes that are in those type of movies this movie was for the kids. Now, there was a lot of adult, not adult humor, but things directed for the adult because you're a grown man, grown woman. You don't have to sit in an animated movie and not be entertained a little bit. But the true joy of this movie was watching the reaction of my granddaughter. And I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this is a must-see. This is a must-see, not only for for the quite imaginative storyline, but for the fact that the writers stepped out of themselves and stepped into the minds of children literally on the screen and in the audience and i think the boss baby 2 is number one now for movie number two this is the one you've all been waiting for this is the review the unseen review of fast and furious 9 f9 i call it more faster more Furious. now this is like i said the ninth installment Of this franchise now, me personally, I thought when The Rock was chasing a torpedo, kicked the torpedo in the North Pole, and when the submarine was chasing the car over the North Pole, I thought maybe they had reached the limit. But no, they've gone further, ladies and gentlemen. So let me tell you basically what's happening now. It starts out uh, in the in the past, where a young Vin Diesel doing. What they do back there in the past, racing cars, had an altercation with the pit crew of another street racer while his brother was racing. Now, what happened? uh, They used some dirty tactics. Uh, There was an accident. Vin Diesel's brother was killed. And you know how Vin feels about family. So that was not a good thing. So, anyway, fast forward like five, six, seven Fs. So we're at like of eight and a half right now. So they're sitting somewhere drinking Corona. Vin Diesel's married to Michelle Rodriguez. uh, Tyrese and Ludacris are doing whatever the brothers do at this particular time. And the crew bust in on Dom Toretto to let him know that his nemesis from Fast 8, Cypher, which is uh, brilliantly portrayed by Charlize Theron, has escaped in South America and apparently was aided by Dom's brother who Dom thought has been dead for all this time. The dead brother who is not dead is portrayed by the one, the only John Cena. Now you know The Rock has always been that other dude in the, in the series that was the good guy that was turned bad by the corrupt system and now he's a good guy again and he helps uh, his arch rival Dom Toretto and so on and so forth. He's the one that killed the the uh, helicopter with the with the big the cannon the Gatling gun from the hel- helicopter that fell out after uttering the immortal phrase "Woman, I am the Calvary." So what you got to look forward to here is faster, furiouser, Tyrese making bad jokes, ludicrous telling Tyrese how silly he is, and for some reason they decide to send a car into outer space. Now you got Kurt Russell returning as Mr. Nobody, and we got, in addition to the crew this time, we have the fabulous Helen Murin who becomes part of the franchise. Now Helen Mirren had the distinction of being the hottest old lady on the planet. Now she's basically just the old lady on the planet, but this is something I'm quite excited about. I know you're going to love this movie. I love thinking about the movie, and I can't wait for Fast 10, Faster Than Before, coming back for more. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Look, I tried to hold down the foot. I know this is not the same show without... Claude, at Claude J Radio here at, with, uh, at uh, Stanfield Kevin. It's not the same, but we owed it to you with so much going on, especially with the release of these two great movies. We owed it to you to get out here with this podcast. So look, Claude is going to be back with you, I guarantee you next time. We hope that there's no more breaking news to give you, but, but we're going to do whatever it takes to keep you abreast of the situation. This is the Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio Podcast One. We'll see you next time.